You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. on Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR, off-season edition of the Steelers Blitz. But you know we still want your questions, your comments, your concerns, and your reactions. You know how to get at us here. As always, you can chime in, get involved with the show on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. Arthur Motes, last show here before the Combine officially gets going in just a few days in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. How we doing, cousin? Hey, man, we're feeling good over here, man. Love it when we start just progressing through the offseason. I mean, when you talk about the different stages of it, this is what makes it unique. This is what makes, you know, the offseason fun. And it also is what makes you appreciate when the games actually start. But we don't get to that part without you know, going through this part, man. So like I said, I like this right here, man. Yeah, me as well, too. It is, it's, it's a, you know, it's a nice change of pace. It is Mm -hmm. always fun temporarily. Like you said, it's fun for a month or two to discuss draft and free agency and all these different things. And then we'll be like, all right, just get us to the games. It's enough Mm -hmm. of this, but we are kind of like right on the, uh, the precipice, if you will, of the fun starting maybe the penultimate week before the off season really gets going. Of course, uh, the combine kind of feeling like the unofficially official start of the offseason. We'll talk more about that uh, certainly going forward. We do have some free agency conversation to have on the show today. We're going to catch up with our buddy Brian Backo as well, too. So plenty to get to. But to get us started here on this Thursday afternoon on this lovely program, Arthur Motes, that we call the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Simple question for you. Which of the following scenarios would intrigue you more? And I should preface this. I want you to take into account the cost of these two scenarios that I'm about to lay out. Okay. So what it, what it would cost you mainly in terms of draft capital, because you'll see where I'm going here. Uh, I'm looking at the Steelers draft picks yesterday. Of course, we all know um, 
They've got three draft picks, you know, pretty what you would call prime time picks, I guess, if you want three in the top 50, right? Of course, 17 and then 32 with the Bears pick and then the Steelers second round pick as well, too. Would you rather Arthur Motes trade up from the Steelers 17th overall pick, let's say to 12, 13, 14, something like that. I'm not talking into the top five, something insane, right? I'm talking four, five, six spots up, something like that, maybe mm-hmm. to nab a offensive lineman or a defensive back or, or somebody that you really like. Yeah. Or would you be more interested in moving up from 32 into 25, 26, 24 mm-hmm. range, something like that, knowing that then all of a sudden, keeping your 17th pick as well, too, I should mention, the possibility of having two first-round picks, two guys that you would have – um you know, fifth year control over from a contract standpoint as well, too. I ask this, Motsi, of course, because the Steelers do have, they have some real assets where they could move up in the draft. Mm -hmm. They could also move down, and maybe we'll get to that here in just a minute, but let's start there. On the surface, do you think that it would be more pertinent, more realistic to try and move up from 17 and knowing that the capital that that would take or trying to move up from 32 and knowing what it might take to get the job done there? I mean, I think it really just boils down to if you have a player that you love. If you have a player that you love and you feel like this is the guy you want to get, then, yeah, you'll move whatever it takes to get there. If you're asking me personally, I don't want to move at all because I don't really care about the draft players like that. I would much rather take those picks and go trade to go get an actual proven player that's in the league right right now and deal with the contract scenario that way because I already know what I'm getting. Granted, it's going to cost more, but that's why you're paying the higher premium because we know – what this is, the probability of it being successful, the probability of it answering everything that I needed to do. Whereas we know with rookies, I mean, we can go down the list (laughs) of first round draft picks. How many guys have actually lived up to expectations? How many guys have exceeded expectations? And how many guys fall into the category where we're like, man, are you a bust or did you just not work out? Like, right. It's a lot more of that when you talk about the draft. So that's why for me, whenever we start talking about the seriousness of putting trade packages together to move up in the draft, and this is a surefire guy, I hardly ever get over the top excited about it because they're rookies. And no matter how great a rookie is, no matter how much we love and praise that rookie, man, Trevor Lawrence was surefire. Remember, he couldn't miss. And we saw what year one looked like. Now, granted, it improved, but we still had to get through that first year. Those are some of the things for me where I'm just kind of like, man, I would much rather take two draft picks and say, hey, Jalen Ramsey, man, hey, hey, L.A., y'all take his contract on a little bit heavier, but we'll give you these picks right here. We'll take this and a little portion of that salary and make it work. I'm more like along those lines. So let's talk about that then, because that, that yeah. this all you know this is all in this moving up, moving down, trading mm-hmm. draft assets for guys under contract, like you yeah. like you've just laid out there. Maybe maybe I did jump the gun a little bit. Let me ask you this in even bigger picture than than just okay. moving up, because the Steelers right have first round pick, seventeenth overall, yeah, seventeen thirty two, two seconds right, thirty two and forty nine. Mm-hmm. Then they have their third round pick, they have their fourth round pick, yeah. and then they don't pick again until the seventh round. Correct. So after the third round, Motsi, the Steelers have one fourth round pick and they have two seventh round picks. That's it. No, yeah. no fifth or sixth rounders. It's a lot of it's a lot of what again, what we would deem good picks, what we would term, right. you know, solid, solid capital there on day one and day two. 
and then a whole lot of nothing, you know, after oh, yeah. after after pick 119, you're basically I mean, you're not on the board again until 235. Mm-hmm. A long time. Does 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 that give you any concern in terms of one being willing to part with draft assets where you already only have what seven picks and two of those are mm-hmm. at the back end of the seventh round? Would that also maybe in turn two, would you be willing, maybe more willing to, hey, if I could move down a couple spots in maybe the second or third round in one of those picks and pick up some an extra fourth or fifth rounder, is mm. that something that you would maybe be more interested in? How do you how do you value the, you know, having those depth picks on day three? Once again, I'm just not big on like the draft like that. So sure, when sure. you're when you're talking to me, that's about not it, a big I, that's not a big concern yeah, to you. Because to me, I look at it like this: Would I rather have ten draft picks and they're all just guys, or would I rather have one draft pick but this is the guy, this is a starter? You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, when we think of the concept of trading back, once again, I'm not against it because we've seen where it works and we've seen where trading up works and we've seen where the draft as a whole can work. I mean, I'm a product of the draft, but it's just one of those things once you get in the league and you realize the amount of hype the amount of man this is going to be the surefire you know how many times we hear about uh um what was the cat in um new york right now a uh, zach wilson zach wilson you hear, yeah you hear the zach wilson's the johnny manzel's the jadavion clownies like you know how many times we hear this as players from media pundits from fans where it's like they make it their life this guy has this guy's got next man and you're like, from what? From college? But that's what we do. And that's what we have these conversations of. Hey, would you rather move back and get three to four middle tier guys versus saying, man, let's take these two picks and go for the fences? Or you know what? We're going to sit here, draft wherever we draft, but we know we're spending money in free agency. Sure. That's you know the difference in my approach. But I'm also very different in terms of how I view rookies. Some people lean heavier on rookies. I lean heavier on what? Veterans. Give mm-hmm. me the guys that have done it. I want dudes that have already been in the league. I'd rather Proven. have yeah. a third or fourth year NFL guy than a first round draft pick that I don't know what I'm getting from him. Sure. That's just, you know, my sure. personal setup. So that's how like when I think of it, I'm like, I can see it going either way. And I think, like you said, if you feel like, man, you know what? I would just rather have four to five opportunities in that mid-tier, and maybe I hit on one of them. Maybe it is a Kevin Dotson there that's going to be a right. forefront, but it's going to give me starter snaps. Maybe I might stumble across a Cam Sutton, a Vince Williams guy, a Vince yeah. Williams, right? But I just think of how what's the probability of that happening? How frequently can I hang my hat on it? That's Love. always that's that, and that's always my thing for me. I'm like, I would much rather just spend some money in free agency and get me a linebacker or get me a a, a corner that I'm going to spend, you know, two, three mil on versus me drafting this guy in the fourth round or fifth round and hoping that I get a miracle out of it. But we know the likelihood of that happening. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and you're absolutely, I mean, it, it is, it's insane. Like I said, the draft at... is fire though. The draft is fire. I don't want to like, Oh no, no, no. But I get, draft, I get what but you're it's saying. It's just like how I, like the way I prioritize. It is, it is a crapshoot. The roster like, building. Yeah. You have to have success in the confines of that crapshoot. But even yeah, but even it's a crap shoot, man. But even the teams who draft the best, right, Mozi, they, they still have massive misses. I mean, it it, yeah. it it happens to everybody. I don't care if you I mean, nail we, the we draft. Talk about our flaws. Think about yeah. the flaws we talk about with us here in Pittsburgh, right? Corners. But then you think about 
the Cleveland Browns, where it's like, hey, you're picking high-end picks, right? Top five, top tens in the misses that they've had. You think about the New England Patriots and how sometimes they have like 40 draft picks. Other times, you don't see them making a pick, but how that's worked out for them. You know what I mean? So it's like we're seeing how everybody has different things about the draft that they like or don't like. Or you could take the L.A. Rams approach where they're like, Man, we don't want to deal with this draft. We're we gonna trade like all them picks away. We don't care we about these players. kids. <laughs> yeah, man. And like, it's worked out I for them. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I line I lean a little bit more to the Rams approach. Sure. But at the same time, I respect the Steelers approach. I think the so, Steelers approach has the longevity to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, honestly, a team who and I know you're gonna laugh at me because you're gonna say, Oh, there you go, bringing up Philadelphia again. No, no, no. But there's good. a connection with Andy Weidel now, right? Yeah. The Eagles have kind of done a good job. And you know what? The Chiefs, too, honestly, have done a good job. The balance of, Mm -hmm. yeah, we want to build this through the draft. But when we think that there's the guy, when we think there's the Darius Slay to go get to really put us over the top, we're going to go get get him. Uh, When we think there's the Orlando Brown Jr. there that's going to fix our offensive line for Kansas City, Mm -hmm. we're we're, going to go get him. Andy Weidel is now in in Pittsburgh. Omar Khan has now taken over of Kevin Colbert and really has, you know, full full control and, and his hands on those reins, if you will, of, of the draft and the offseason and the free agency process and all those things. Do you think it's realistic that we could see a shift philosophy-wise from the state? And I don't mean dramatic. I'm not talking L.A. Rams style, right? All right, all right. But it, 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 we even saw a little bit of that towards the end of Kevin Colbert, mm-hmm. right, with – with um, you know, with going up to get Minka Fitzpatrick, yeah. and even what we saw this year from Omar Khan trading Chase Claypool, a player in the middle of the season, not something that we typically see from mm-hmm. the Steelers. So, do you think that there is a real possibility the Steelers could get aggressive with some of these? I mean, they've got four picks in the top eighty. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty legit. Uh, you yeah. mentioned a name like Jalen Ramsey earlier. Is that mm-hmm. something that you legitimately think is on the table for the Steelers, or do you still? Would you still guess that they're going to lean towards the more traditional conservative route? You just said in the past couple of years, they have not been doing what? Leaning towards the old traditional route that all the the Steelers fans of the 70s and all the the OG Steelers Nation snobs swear by. We've seen that, hey, they might be uh, evolving, adapting, staying current. I don't see why that changes. Does it have to be a Jalen Ramsey? No. No, yeah, but, it doesn't have to be a but, massive name. Right, or, yeah. But to act like they're not going to be players, once again, this makes how many years in a row now where people have tried to write it off. Oh, they're not going to do that. They're not players. They're, they're not going to spend. They're not going to make a move. And we've seen them now make moves. And we're like, okay, we like this new version. But like you said, it is a fine balance. I don't think that we're going to get completely out of character, but – it Start trading me. all of our draft right. picks around, yeah. Right, but I think if there's a scenario where they feel like, man, we got a chance to go get a guy that we really love, or we got a chance to get a guy that we feel confident about, and you know we think he's worth the 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 price of admission, change yeah, of position I think group, would definitely yeah. do that. I mean, you think about how we looked at the William Jackson move. We knew what his contract was, and it was just like, man, granted, we didn't have to give up a ton on the front end, but just to think of the move in season, it's like, bro, what are we doing? Whoa, when we start doing this. <laughs> but that just lets you know it's like they loved him from draft and they said we got another opportunity to bring him in the building i don't care let's go get him so those are some of the things that i think of and i'm like i don't know if it's like i said a Jalen Ramsey. i don't even know if it's a tremaine edmonds but mm. i do anticipate them making some moves james daniels that was not a run-of-the-mill signing nah that was 
regarded as the best offensive lineman, yeah. interior offensive lineman prospect coming out last year in terms yep. of the uh, free agency. We made that move. We were early on it. Mitch we Trubisky. was signed Mitch. Yeah. Day one, as soon as it started, we signed him. Like hour one. <laughs> you know? So it's like you start looking around. It's like, no, nah, man. This team has definitely evolved in terms of the front office, in terms of how they proceed with business or how they yeah. um, put together the roster. And I like it. Like I said, man, because with life, you know how it is. If you don't evolve, man, you die. And I feel like the Steelers, they went through a phase where they weren't trying to evolve all the way. But now I feel like they're starting to realize that, hey, we do got to make some splash moves here or there and spend a little bit money in free agency to stay, you know, as dominant as we can be. I, I think that is that's the ideal balance to strike um, is that you you still build through the draft, but you're you're always ready. You're always poised to make a move that can can make you better. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes too, Motsi, and maybe we're guilty of doing this as Steelers fans because there has been the traditional build through the draft. Yeah, make make supplementary moves in free agency, mm-hmm. right? But nothing crazy. And even when you bring up names like James Ferrier, it's not like the Steelers were making a huge Broke splash bank, yeah. and, and and breaking the bank and signing um yeah. guys like James Ferrier and Ryan Clark, who even during you know previous eras uh contributed to to Steelers success and Steelers lore. Like there, I, I think there is a balance to strike where you can make moves that make you better right now, but don't necessarily mortgage your future. Yes. You know, uh, like That's I just referenced. Balance. I just referenced That's Orlando Brown. I just referenced or- the Orlando Brown deal for the Chiefs, yes. right? That made them better right now. Got them one mm-hmm. of the best left tackles in football. It also, Motsi, got them one of the best young left tackles in football yes. in a move that's going to continue to pay dividends t- for them for the next mm-hmm. decade. Like that, to me... If there's that type of move to be made, that yeah. that would be the ideal scenario for the Steelers. Somebody, yes, who you're you're gonna have to give up. Maybe not your 17th overall pick, but some other assets to go get. And at the same time, though, it's not like this guy's 30 years old, 32 mm-hmm. years old, and you might only have another you know two good years out of him, something like that. If you can get somebody who is right in the prime of their career, and as you've alluded to here throughout this conversation, you know what they are, you know what they're getting. There's no guesswork there involved with their skill set and their game and their body of work at the mm-hmm. NFL level. That seems like the type of move that, even if you're just looking at recent history with Omar Khan and Andy Weidel, that they'd be willing to pounce on. No, without a doubt, man. And like I said, that is the common ground between both of those. That's what makes it more exciting when you talk about pairing them two dudes together and why we're optimistic about it. I just wish that we could kind of fast forward to that part where we get right. to actually start seeing it come to fruition. Or at least free agency out. in a couple weeks right, so we can right. start to have an idea. <laughs> yeah, because right now it's like, man, we've we we, we we've studied their tape. We know their history, but we haven't seen the new film yet. <laughs> I'm ready to see this new game tape, man. See what they're going to do. <laughs> I'm ready to see this new game tape as well, too. And and obviously, I, I, I'm excited about that. I think you have to yeah. be. You know, we – it is – like, it's – I don't want to say double-edged sword, but it's 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 no, I don't even want to say blessing and a curse because curse is too much of an extreme, extreme word to use here. But you guys know where I'm going. Traditionally, the Steelers have operated in a certain way, and they've had stability and they've had continuity and they've had success doing it. And that, you know, you and I have talked about this before, Mozi. You should take pride in the standard is the standard. 
right? Like we could debate, is it realistic to live up to every year? All these different things. Mm -hmm. But you should take pride that in Pittsburgh, some people sneeze at, oh, we haven't had a losing season in 20 years. And some people are like, so how many Super Bowls did you win? Right? Right. Like, like you you should take pride in that standard. You should take pride in the history and the tradition and the stability that is the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. I think you can do that too while also being excited that there might be a little bit of a different path, a little bit of a new way forward. Does that, does that make sense? No, it definitely does. It definitely does, man. It is funny the way you say that, when you made the little reference, man, we haven't had a losing year. It had a losing season in 20 years. How many supposed to win at that time? Like, God, dog. It's like, yo, we can't can't win for losing, bro. That's it, right? Like, if you don't, if you told Lions fans right now you're going to go two decades without a losing season, they'd be like, all right, prick this my, prick like, my bro, finger. What? Prick my finger. Where do I sign in blood? You tell Jacksonville Jaguars fans right now, hey, you're, gonna go, you're not going to have another losing season until at least the, the 2040s. Right. They'd like, be like, no, yeah. You got to win a Super Bowl every I... two years, man. Every two years you got to win a Super Bowl. Win it, hangover, bounce back. Win it, hangover, bounce back. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Otherwise, the, you got to uh, house. The 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 Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, right? I mean, yeah. that's it. Otherwise, we're wait, wait, wait. if it's not Mahomes and Reid, then it's got to be Brady and Belichick. What do you mean? That's not common. That's, right. that's those not guys. Those guys just just grow on trees, as as we all know. Like, elite bro, quarterbacks, hey, man, elite head coaches. Hey, man is elite. It took him how long to win another one <laughs> to get back to another one? And remember, I this statistic blew my mind. Just blew, just just blew my mind. We all know, right? Tom Brady, he's been to the, the yeah. 10 Super Bowls, right? Won mm-hmm. seven, lost three. The 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 next dude on that list of quarterbacked his teams to the most mm-hmm. Super Bowls is John Elway with five. Mm-hmm. That's it. Elway. Then Big everybody difference. else, everybody else, you're looking at three and four. That you're looking mm-hmm. at Montana, you're looking at Bradshaw, and then you're looking at, at people like Ben, at people like Peyton Manning. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's tough. It's yeah. it, think about that. There's been two qu- in the history, the Super Bowl history, which is what now 50, 57 years, seven years, yeah, 57 years coming up. Yeah, there's been two quarterbacks that have been to five or more of those things. Yeah, two. Uh, it, it, it's very difficult to do. It certainly is. The Steelers, though, they have found a way to have stability to not let the bottom fall out while still being able to contend. But I think we're all excited that in this new era of both. NFL football and Steelers football with some new leadership is involved as well, too, that uh, that maybe those things could look the same, but different. Similar, similar, similar. but different. <laughs> We're going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue to talk all things offseason, free agency, draft process, all this good stuff with our buddy Brian Backo of the Post-Gazette. He will join us when we return. We'll uh, catch up with our day one, our original friend of the show, Mr. Backo, on the other side. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.